Welcome to New Community Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to hear today's message. We are encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share or a prayer request for our prayer team, please email us at connect at newcommunity.co. Now please prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, we, um, if I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, I want to introduce myself. My name is Aaron and I am the lead pastor here at NCC. And if you're visiting this morning, if you're out of town and maybe just visiting here, we want to extend a special welcome and say thanks for worshiping with us this morning. This is our day of thanks service where we just give thanks to God um, in everything that he's done this past year. And Before I jump into the message this morning, I want to share something with you. We have some great leaders um, here at New Community Church that help us um, lead the church. It's not just myself or our other pastors that are here on staff, but just some great um, men and women that help lead the church in everything that we do. Um, they are Jerry and Sue Hawley. Jerry, can you guys wave at us from the back right back there? Um, Micah and Olivia Rice, who were here in the first service, and Travis and Melody Rohde, who were also here in the first service. And um, these are just some great men and women of God who help um, pray over our church and bring spiritual direction in. We wanted to, um, as we've been talking and praying, add a few more people that are core in our church um, to be part of that leadership team. And so part of that process here at New Community Church is that we would present that on a Sunday morning. And so we have two couples that we want to present um, as nominees that we are looking um, to add to our board. And they are Nate and Andrea Benson, which is our first couple. And they're right here in this service. You guys can wave at us. Um, If you guys know Nate and Andrea, they're an amazing couple. They have a passionate heart for New Community Church and also for the community right here in Mesquite. And they've served with us um, in a number of different ways here at the church over the past few years um, at the back to school fair and other events. And they're just an amazing couple that God has gifted with wisdom and um, just a great example of what it means to follow Christ. And also Keith and Lynn Johnson, who are here with us in our first service. You can see their picture um, up here as well. But they're a great couple as well. Um, Just love God, have a passion for following God. And just strong, um, mature Christians. And so our process here is that we would present this on a Sunday morning and that you as members of the church, that you would have a chance just this week to pray about that. Um, If you have any questions or concerns or any comments, you can call us or email into the church office and we'll continue to pray. And um, at the end of this week, we'll meet together as the current board and we'll pray over these individuals and then we'll present them to the church Um, if there's no questions or concerns that come up. And so please join with us in praying for these individuals as we look. Um, And we believe that these are some amazing couples that we'll add um, as we continue to move forward um, in the vision that God has given us. Well, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. And how many of you guys probably ate a little bit too much? Okay. And you're willing to admit that? I just heard um, a scary statistic this week that the average American consumes over 4,000 calories in that one meal. In Thanksgiving meal. And I know you're probably thinking, Aaron, I did not want to know that. But I, I feel like I exceeded that this week because everything my wife and uh, my relatives made was so good. I just ate um, so much. But when I was thinking about this, this day of thanks and Thanksgiving holiday, um, I thought about everything that goes into those holidays. Many of you, as I talked to you this morning, you may have traveled out of town to be with family or you may have had family that traveled um, into town to be with you. And That's really what the holiday, when we think about that, we think of maybe eating a little bit too much, but being around family, remembering, um, celebrating together. I'm sure some of you guys have those family members that 
you wish didn't show up at Thanksgiving, okay, because um, of their personality or something. But it is. It's being around people that we love and that we enjoy being around um, together with. And as I was thinking about that, I thought about when this happened in Scripture. And in the Bible, we see that the lives of people in the Bible, it's very similar to ours. And we travel a lot, or some of our big holidays are maybe Thanksgiving or Christmas that's coming up, or maybe even Easter time, those times. But there were points in the Bible, there were actually three holidays, where the people of God would travel together, and where they would celebrate these kind of holidays just similar to what we do. Their lives weren't that different from ours. They were very similar in these ways. Their holidays were a little bit different. They would celebrate Passover together. And so God had actually instructed them that they would travel to the city of Jerusalem, the place where the temple of God was, and that they would celebrate Passover together. It's part of what we did this morning as we took communion together, remembering what Christ had done with his body and with the blood and everything. And so they would have that holiday. There was the holiday of Pentecost where they would harvest their grains. And there was that time. And then there was also um, this festival of tents or booths where they would come into the city and they would remember um, how God had established them as a nation and what God had done. And so there were these celebrations. There were times like what we've just experienced over the past week where they would spend time traveling together, celebrating, remembering, being around family, seeing people that they hadn't seen in a while, and rejoicing in what God had done in their life. And as I thought about this, their life is very similar to ours, okay? When they're traveling, it's probably normal things that every family experiences traveling. The kids are on the back of the camel saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? The parents are yelling, I'm going to pull this donkey over if you don't stop hitting your sister. I mean, just all of those things that you guys experience in your family, that's what they experience. And so they're going, they're moving from whatever city they're in, and they're moving towards this city, Jerusalem, where the temple of God was to celebrate and to remember everything that God has done. Now, in our household, um, no holiday experience is complete without one of the Escamillas getting sick. So last night, late at night, Jaron came into our room. He starts getting sick. It always happens. We're in the van. We're traveling some great distance, and one of our kids ends up getting sick from something that they ate or car sick. And so it was probably very similar. Everything that we experienced, they experienced together. And they're moving. They're obeying what God said to go to this celebration, to go to this festival, to rejoice in what's happening. To remember what God has done in their life. To celebrate what has taken place and how God has shown up in unique ways throughout the history of this nation and this people and the miracles that God performed. Now what was different is they didn't have things like we have. They didn't have a DVD player. Or they didn't have an in-flight movie. They didn't have any of those things, iPads or um, smartphones for the kids to play on. And so what they would do as they were traveling is they would remember the stories of what God had done. Like, I don't know if when you're around your families, my kids do this a lot. They ask um, my parents, their grandparents, to tell them stories of when I was little. And that happened as they're traveling on all of these roads going towards Jerusalem. They're running up to their grandparents and to people that are older. Hey, tell us that story again when David slew the giant Goliath. Tell us about that day, what happened there, how God showed up. Tell us again how God brought all of our people out of slavery in Egypt and how he did miracles. There were 10 miracles that he performed to bring us out of slavery and to give us our own land. Tell us that story again. And so they would remember the stories of God's faithfulness. They would rehearse and retell what God had done, how God had delivered them time and time again from their enemies and from situations where they didn't see a way out and God showed up in a miraculous way. And so they would retell those stories 
as they were making their way to Jerusalem. But they wouldn't only tell those stories, they would sing of God's goodness. They would begin to sing of the faithfulness of God. I can remember family trips where we would all sing. And for some reason, God decided to bless everyone in my family with an amazing voice except me. And so we'd be traveling somewhere and Michael would say, Aaron, why don't you just listen at this point, okay? Just listen to us sing. And so that's how I grew up. But it didn't matter if you had a good voice. It didn't matter if you had a bad voice. Everyone, all of Israel, as they're traveling down these roads, as they're going through traffic and they're making their way to Jerusalem, they're singing out these songs that declare the goodness of God, that declare the faithfulness of God. And so if you have your Bible this morning, turn quickly to Psalms chapter 120. And we're going to look at some of these songs that they sang out. If you don't have a Bible, you can reach in front of you. And in that Bible in front of you, it should be on page 332, somewhere right near the middle of that Bible. It's Psalms 120. And there's 14 songs that the people of God would sing together as they're making their way up to Jerusalem. Now, if you're looking there at the beginning of chapter 120, it may say a song of ascent. And that was because Jerusalem was a high place. And so they're traveling up these hills. They're traveling up mountainsides to get to the place of Jerusalem where the temple of God was. And you can hear people singing all across the roads in all of these different directions on different hilltops over there in different ways as they're moving up. They're all singing in unison. They're all singing together at the same time these songs of what God had done. Now, I'm not going to read all 14 chapters here because that would take us a while. But just look at some of what is being sung out of God's faithfulness. In Psalms chapter 120, it says, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. In Psalms 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. What were they talking about? God, I lift up my eyes to Jerusalem that was sitting on this mountain. And God, I see your temple. And God, I remember your faithfulness. That's where my help comes from. It doesn't come from anything else, Lord. It's not in weapons. It's not in military might. It's not in finances, God. It's not in anything that I do that I can trust in God. My help comes from you. And so I lift up my eyes to you. In chapter 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. What are they talking about? God, I was excited when they said that I could come to you, Lord. This celebration, this remembrance, God, this thanksgiving of celebrating who you are and what you've done, God, how you've delivered us, Lord. I was excited when they said, let's go together and celebrate what God has done. Let's go to his house and remember what has taken place. So all throughout Israel, along all of these roads, they're traveling up. And they're remembering the stories. They're remembering God's faithfulness. They're remembering what God has done. They're singing out together with one voice. God, we look to you. You're our help. God, you're our deliverer, Lord. God, you are the one, Lord, who we rejoice in. 14 songs that they were singing over and over again as they were traveling up, remembering God's faithfulness in their life. Now, why did they do this? It wasn't just because they didn't have a movie to watch or they didn't have a book to to read or any of those things. They didn't have an iPad to play on. No, they did this because it did something to their faith. See, they wanted to remember that this festival wasn't just about being around family, although that was a part of it. It wasn't just about eating this special meal, although that was a part of it. That really what they were doing, this whole travel, this whole holiday, everything was about remembering the faithfulness and the goodness of God in their life. 
It was about telling the works of God to another generation. It was about declaring the faithfulness of God to to the young kids, the people that were coming after them. In church, it's a great reminder as we look at this, as we look at what Israel did, that it's a reminder in our life, God, we need to be doing that. God, we need to remember what you have done in the past so that it brings praise into our present situation. Church, we need to remember that as we remember God's goodness, as we remember his faithfulness, as we rejoice at what he has done in the past, it causes us to praise. It causes us to celebrate in our present situation. And so it didn't matter what Israel was going through. It didn't matter what that farmer or what that carpenter or what that individual was facing. During that holiday, during that celebration, they were declaring God's goodness. Oh yeah, God, I remember when you showed up in this way. God, I remember this miracle that you did. God, I remember these signs and wonders that you performed, God, for our people. Lord, when you showed up in miraculous ways, God, to do the impossible, Lord, I remember that. And so, God, I know that you're going to be faithful now. God, I know that you're going to be here in my present situation. See, church, as we begin to remember God's goodness and his faithfulness in his love in our life, it helps us for whatever we're going through in the moment. See, you may be facing things that are difficult. You may be facing obstacles. There may be even addictions and different things in your life. But you start to remember the goodness of God. You start to read the stories in the Bible and what he did. You start to rehearse and remember what he has done. And you start to tell that to other people. And you remember, oh yeah, God, you've always been faithful. And you're going to be faithful in this moment as well, Lord. You're going to show up in my current situation, Lord. You're going to show up in this difficult situation, and you are going to show yourself faithful. And then there was something that they would do whenever they would arrive in Jerusalem, whenever they were celebrating, they would gather in the temple, this house of God, where they would worship God together. And just a few chapters later in Psalms 136, after these 14 Psalms of Ascent and these songs that they would sing out, there was this thing that they would do as the people of God, that they would sing out what God was. And the priest, whoever was leading this celebration, whoever was leading this congregation, he would recite things that God had done. This is the God who made the heavens and the earth. And all of the people, all thousands of them that had gathered in Jerusalem would fill that place. And at the top of their lungs, they would shout out, His love endures forever. This is the God who delivered us from slavery, who delivered us from Egypt, and they would shout out, His love endures forever. This is the God who heals and the God who restores, and they would shout out, His love endures forever. This is the God when we didn't have a land, when we didn't have any inheritance, He gave us the promised land, and they would shout out, His love endures forever. See, together as a people, there's something powerful. It stirs up our faith. It encourages our faith whenever we begin to declare God's goodness, whenever we declare his faithfulness, that his love endures forever in our life. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter how good life is, no matter how difficult it is, you can remember that his love will endure forever. And when you start to remember his goodness in your past, moments when he showed up, Moments when you didn't know if you were going to make it. Moments when it looked like sin and brokenness was going to destroy your life. And you see those moments where God's salvation, where his hand, where his blessing and his protection were over your life. Whenever you begin to sing those things and tell those things to the next generation, it stirs up your faith in a way that you start to remember, oh yeah, God, your love is everlasting. 
It was there in my past. God, you're faithful in my present. And Lord, I know you have my future. God, you have my future in your hand, Lord. Your love endures forever. See, church, there's something powerful when we remember the faithfulness of God. When we tell those stories of what God has done in our life to other people, to the next generation, it builds up our faith. When we do what we've just done in this room this morning, when we sing and declare his goodness, it builds up our faith to remember, God, we can praise you in our current situation, Lord, in our present circumstance, Lord, because we know your love endures forever, God. You are a faithful God. So church, I want to pray for us this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes. And we do this every week, but I want to ask if there's anyone here this morning. And maybe what I've been talking about, the love of God, the faithfulness of God. Maybe you don't know that in your life. Maybe you've not opened up your eyes to see how God's been working and moving in your life. But this morning, as I've been talking, as I've been talking about his goodness, even just in these short moments, you felt something that you've not felt before. Or maybe something that you haven't felt in a while. It's God's spirit calling you, inviting you back into his family, reminding you of his love for you. And if that's you, if there's someone in this room this morning and you know, I don't have a relationship with God. I've walked away from that relationship, Aaron, but this morning I I'm remembering his love and I want to be close to him again. If that's you in a moment, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat. What we've talked about this morning is that, man, all of us, no matter what we've gone through, we've all sinned, we've all messed up, we've all broken our relationship with God. And what the word of God tells us is there's nothing we can do on our own. We can't be good enough. We can't go to church enough. There's nothing we can do by ourselves. It's only the gift of God's grace over our life. It's only coming to him and admitting that we're sinful and that we're in need of his saving grace. And if that's you in the room this morning, if you're here and you're saying, Aaron, I need a relationship with him right now, with no one looking around, would you stand up right where you're at and would you come forward to this altar? I want to pray for you. If God's speaking to your heart, don't miss this moment. Right now, respond to his love. Anyone at all. He's calling you. He's inviting you. We'll wait just one moment here. Well, if there's no one in that place this morning, I'm going to ask that we would respond as a church in a similar way that the nation of Israel responded during these holidays and during these celebrations. Church, I'm going to ask right where you're at, if you would stand to your feet if you're able to. And this morning, I want us in one voice to declare the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. To remember what he has done in our lives and to celebrate his goodness and his love. His faithful love in our life through everything that we've gone through. And so before we end with this last song, I'm going to declare some things that God has done inside of us as a church and inside of us as his people. And I want you in one voice to respond with his love endures forever. Now, I realize this is different for some of you, so we're going to do a practice round, okay? So you don't mess this up. And so I'm going to declare something like, Jesus is better than Superman, and you're going to say? Okay? And I'm going to say, God is faithful in everything, and you're going to say? 
Okay, if the person next to you, if you can't hear them, just give them a little elbow right there, okay? Tell them to, to lift up their voice. But let's do that, church. Let's just declare God's goodness. Because He is the God who has created everything in this world and... This is the God who saved us from our sins and... This is the God who heals us from our disease and from our sickness and... This is the God who owns our future and who gives us hope and peace in our life. And this is the God who is faithful and who gives us eternal life. And he is good and his love endures forever. Let's sing this out, church. Oh,